here's another late development, and this news keeps coming in as we're talking here. I'm going to be wrapping up the book, How to Date Shape for a Living. We've been reading this for a while, but with everything going on, there's been a lot of delays. But this actually, after reading chapters 7 to 9, has been a very, very, very great book. Um, this book, um, in the last three chapters, has basically... This book has actually been a really great book. Um, in the first few six chapters couple gems here and there but very slow but the real quality of the book is really in chapter seven seven maybe eight but really just seven and eight um but in the first six chapters we talk about just an introduction to what day trading is and what it does mean and how to choose stocks the biggest takeaway is treating treating your trading like a business making sure you have the right tools and community as well as understanding what fundamental triggers are um they do talk about the best time of the day to trade and timing of day to trade is about five different periods it's pre-market there's the early uh, market hours. There's the midday, which is kind of the lunch break. The power hour, which is kind of the last hour and a half of the market, as well as after market. And for those that don't know, pre, uh, pre-market is basically before the market opens. Only a few people really have access to really trade here. And this is where the action really starts to happen because people are placing their orders and making the price move. And some people have the access to actually purchase. So definitely look into that. But that is really, to, gives you a really good indi- indication uh, what a lot of people will look at is futures during that period gives you an indication of what is going to happen throughout the rest of the day. Um, but really the most important period of time is that first hour of the day is where the most orders and volume is during the day. So the most chance of making money, most volatility, uh, but it's really t- sets the, um, the dictates the flow of what's also going to happen for the rest of the day. But typically after that first hour, things die down. But again, since it's very volatile and risky, I tend to wait for, um, the second hour of the day, because then by that time, there's still enough volume to make money, but then there's less noise and less things moving left and right against your, your plan. So for me, I'd like to look and see, okay, what is the thing that really stands out so I can really see the trend in the first hour, then make my p- trades in the second hour. Um, after that is then lunch hour, lunch break period, the period where people leave their desks, leave their um, stations and go get lunch. Um, it's typically the quietest hours. A lot of people are not doing much and things tend to consolidate during this period of time. Um, lastly, power, well, second to last is power hour. This is when people come back from their lunch, you know, after eating a good meal, you want to make some quick trades for the market's close. And knowing human nature, procrastinate, this is probably another period where people are just placing a lot of in, um, open, uh, um, ex- exiting or, or opening positions. Um, this is very interesting to watch because this is where a lot of people make a lot of this. It's very imp- unpredictable because you never know what's happening, especially on a Friday, um, because into the weekend, you never know what happens. Another thing is um, after hours. This place is very volatile and typically people don't have access, but those that do make a decent amount of money because this is where a lot of companies report their earnings. And typically with those earnings, move the market. So you can see a stock that doubles literally after hours just because of their earnings. Uh, but, you know, determine what best time of the day works for you. We did talk about that on the clubhouse earlier today. So definitely check in there. Um, but for you, find out what works best for you. What's your best time of the day to trade? For some people, it's something else. For some people, it's another one. But again, find your own best time. Um, risk management. They do talk about this risk management, making trade size 2% rule, only spending 2% of your money. 
um, or risk in terms of your money, determine your entry, exit, stop loss, as well as trading psychology. Um, they do talk about choosing the right stock size as well as stop loss, similar to what I just said before. Um, avoiding um, stocks that are heavily manipulated by computers and institutions. Again, because 60 to 80% of the, prof of the market is really all algo trading. Um, another one is small RSI and volume. Avoid stocks that have low RSI, low volume. And avoid those that are very manipulated or maybe penny or over-the-counter stocks. Another one is finding alpha predators, um, high relative volume of fundamental catalysts. Um, these are stocks that really um, have huge volume, are really moved a lot by fundamental catalysts, um, have the right uh, market cap for you, um, and really the ones that dictate what happens to other stocks as well. Um, another one is having a pre-market market watch list, um, scanning intraday, as well as looking for specific criteria, criteria like gaps, volume, average true range, and catalysts. Um, those will help be what tell you what's happening in the market and give you a lot of story into what is going on. Um, the goal is to not look at 4,000 plus stocks, but really to choose what stocks matter to you and use that criteria to filter it down. Um, create a scanner, create a watch list, and filter it down. Um, another thing is also choosing a good broker. For some people, um, a different broker benefits them in different ways. For me, I really like Thinkorswim because I get the technical indicators, I get the scanners and things like that, but others don't really provide that same amount of tools. So choose a good broker that works for you. Choose a good price structure. And if, depending on who you are, determine if you're going to use margin. Margin is not recommended for people that are beginner or that lose money. Um, margin is really for people that know what they're doing and make money because why not make more money with more money that you can borrow? Um, another thing is price action is key. Know patterns, learn the dojis, learn how to look at different patterns as well, like spinning tops and reversals, and you will make money. Because um, again, you can do all this technical analysis, but if none of that stuff is price shown in the price action, all of that really didn't matter for at, at all. Um, but moving on to the chapters that we did read these past two weeks, um, these chapters really dive into the strategy of what it takes to invest, um, how to go about investing. And in chapter eight, he actually walks you through one of his trades, how it goes through. Um, but in summary, what they did, the, the summarized version of what this process is, is you do research, come up with a couple of stocks that you're looking at, create a watch list, a list of stocks out of the ones that you research, uh, did you do diligence on that, are looking very promising and track those. And out of those ones, look for opportunities, plan out, okay, where, am I, where would I enter? Where would I exit? How much would I stand to make, lose? Um, where's my stop, pro, pro, stop loss? And what is my profit target or price target? Um, this will give you a plan and let you know, okay, which ones are worth it? Are the ones that you're, you're watching and which ones are ready right now for you to get in? Because again, things have different timings. And once you have that um, list of plans, execute. This is where the real problem or um, hard part is, is where you have to use a lot of the psychology to really know how to execute it best. You need to have discipline and a bunch of other things I'll talk about. And lastly, once you execute or done with your trades, journal and reflect. Journal and reflect so you can always learn and uh, gain from what it is that you did. Um, but moving on, they did go on and talk about, okay, what are, how do you focus on specific price action techniques and part, um, chart patterns? Because each different strategy they mentioned in this book is based on these things. Some of the strategies they mentioned were ABCD pattern, bull flag momentum, momentum scalping, top and bottom reversal, moving average, VWAP, 
um, supporting tra resistance tra training. And each of these is funny because I actually look at these and realize like I do use these strategies in, in a way or in a sense. A lot of them are similar. They just rely on different things. Like the ABCD pattern just relies on the, 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 the pattern of the stock, the price, the stock chart, the, talk, the stock tickers, um, both like momentum too. The other ones like moving average trend and VWAP, they literally rely on the, the same principles, but different indicators the uh, moving average trend typically just follows the moving averages so simple moving average, exponential moving averages while the vwap relies on the vwap indicator which is the volume weighted average price indicator it's basically the same thing as a moving average but ties in the weight of volume for each price that is tracking as well um so it gives you a lot more information and is more sensitive but again don't rely on indicators. One of the things that he mentioned in this book is not to rely on indicators, just indicate things, but don't let them dictate your your actual trading. Um, so it's very useful to find this, but again, find the, the specific area that you're comfy in. Find your niche, find your edge, find the one that works for you. All of these are gonna work for different people in different ways, and a lot of it will take practice. But again, find the one that you work on, master it, and you'll get um, a lot of return from it. So really determine, are you a long-term investor or a trader? Because for a trader, fundamentals don't really matter. Catalysts don't really matter. I'm just looking at price actions and my, my setup. If you look at your setup, it happens, you make money. You don't really care about what happens versus an, an investor, they rely on fundamentals. Fundamentals drive the stock in the long run, but action sh shows what's going on in the short term. So for me, I'm a little bit of a 50-50. Other people in the tribe could be seen as this, like Hero. He's probably a 90% investor, 10% trader, where I, and whereas I'm a 60% trader, 40% investor. You find what works for you and you, you stick with it. Um, you want to find stocks that are re controlled by retail investors and not algos. Again, 80, 60 to 80% of the market is run by computers because it's cold running 24-7 and high-frequency trading. Um, you want to find the ones that you can tell are manipulated by in retail investors like GameStop is a perfect one. This is one that the people have the power. They control the price, not the computers, because that you can predict better or have more chance to win versus a computer that's just going to win regardless. Um, two strategies that I mentioned to try is also trimming out of positions. So you, instead of saying, hey, I'm going to sell everything, why not sell some at certain targets so you can guarantee certain profits? Um, as well as the opposite, which is scaling in. Don't just throw all your money into a stock. Sometimes scale in. I do this sometimes where if I'm looking for an options trade, I'm going to buy a couple shares just so I can keep an eye out on the stock and then sell that or maybe even do options and do a mixture. Um, this is something I've been doing that has been helping me a lot in being disciplined and not losing money, not losing profits. Um, so I recommend this out for those who are starting. Trim in, scale out. Scale in, trim out great strategy um another thing is that reason why is because a lot of people sell their winners too soon or hold their losers too long so using that strategy you can really um improve your performance this is i've been something i've been practicing for a couple of weeks now it's been going well and if you're in the tribe you'd notice i've been trimming a lot of my profits because it's like why not take some when i have some and not lose it amc perfect example if i had held it on out of loss all my profit it went up all the way to 700 so i started trimming and it finished trimming at 160 so i could have lost a lot more profit than i would i would have been um really mad at myself so why not trim when i need to i'm personally struggling with cutting my my losers too short or holding my losers for too long so that's something i'm working on but i've made a lot of progress in selling my winners at the right time 
Uh, so next step, my next big challenge to myself is figuring out which losers I've been holding on for too long and selling them before they get to that. Um, it just mean I'm going to have to be more strict to my stop losses and be more mindful of that. Um, other things is never trade, never enter a trade without knowing your stop. For me, I know my stops, but it's just really about making sure I actually execute on them. Um, another thing is to not chase stocks that are increasing. Please don't chase stocks that are increasing. We talked about it in the meme of the week. It's funny that a lot of this stuff comes full circle. But again, if you see a stock jump up, don't just jump in. At least wait for the dip, uh, deep dip or a pullback. Because if you just jump in, it's like trying to catch a falling knife. Like in the book said, you don't want to do that. You don't want to be caught holding the bag. It's like a game of hot potato. If you're the one holding the potato last, you lose. You get burns. Um, so don't be that person. Enter with the idea of where you're going to stop and what's going to be at risk. And please don't chase stocks that just keep running. Um, you don't want to run with the crowd, but don't run against it. You don't have to run with the crowd, but don't run against it. If the crowd is moving one way, you only one person. You don't have control of what's going on. Follow what is going on. Follow price action. Follow the crowd if you have to, if you want to. But please don't run against it. If you run against it, no matter how much you think this is going to happen, if the crowd decides to go against you, you are going to be the one losing. And you're going to be the one that's going to be fucked up. So please don't run against the crowd. Pull, rather have your money out than do that. Don't be stubborn. Don't be the kind of person that loses their money because you will lose against millions of other investors out there. This is a game that everyone plays. So if you are playing against the entire crowd, you are going to lose. Um, but lastly, they do talk about in the last chapter that you should develop your own strategy and practice it. I'm developing mine. I'm figuring out what works for me. I'm mastering it. And so now I'm seeing see the returns. I'm making thousands a week that people make in their nine to five jobs. And because of, I spent the time to practice it. I'm finding what works for me, mastering it and getting better with it every single day, every single week. Um, other than said is psychology ultimately decides the difference between winners and losers. Once you master your emotions, master your time and your discipline, you will win this game. Um, and lastly, um, the author closes out with the three most important skills to be successful in trading. And he says, that those are to analyze the power between buyers and sellers. If you can identify supply and demand, you pretty much automatically have won the, the game. And, and if, you, if you're on the right side, each time this ba battle goes on, you will make money. Um, another thing he says is have good and excellent money and trade management. If you know how to manage money, manage your trades, you're guaranteed to make profit in the long run. And I have a great example of that. Once I started managing my trades better, I started making consistent profits, consistent cash flow. And that's what you want. You want to make money consistently um, as a trader. And lastly, self-discipline. Self-discipline to execute your trade plan and execute your process. If you're not waking up early in the morning to, to do your research or do your due diligence and stuff, day trading is probably not for you. But for me, I'm the kind of person, I don't care about day trading. I'm more of a swing trader. So what I'm looking for is to manage and really perfect my process and my plan. Um, so if you want to do that, that is the suggestion. Um, but this has been a, actually a great book. Shout out to Andrew Aziz um, for writing this book. It's a great guide to getting started or learning about how to become a trader. Um, I recommend this to anyone that do, does want to trade. Um, it is a very short read, about 90 pages. You don't really can read it in a whole day if you want it. Um, but thank you for those that are in the in the tribe, part of the book club, and I'll be reading this. We'll be looking at a different book next two weeks. But I'll give that um, uh, drop that on the social media pages when we get to that. Thank you.